0: everybody, it's Drags. It's Wednesday, December 25th. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and it is time for episode 330 of the Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at clnsmedia.com, and you should know by now where to follow us on Twitter. That would be at Patriots CLNS. For the 11th straight season, the Patriots are champions of the AFC East. They did so uh, with a 24-17 victory over the Buffalo Bills on Saturday afternoon at Gillette Stadium. They are 12-3 if they can somehow handle the woeful but improved Miami Dolphins Sunday at Gillette. They will finish 13-3 and they will ramp up the number 2 seed and, most importantly, a first-round bye in the upcoming AFC playoffs. Here to discuss it all is CLNS media colleague Evan Lazar. Follow him on Twitter at ez l-a-z-a-r how's your holiday going
1: it's going well you know we don't get much of a holiday
0: in the nfl though trags as you know no we don't
1: what work right through it but no complaints
0: here it's going well how about you I'm doing well. I sprinkle in a little uh, college football and college basketball with my NFL watching to kind of spruce it up and uh, change things up a little bit over the uh, holiday break between uh, Christmas and New Year's. So I'm uh, looking forward to some uh, different type of sports entertainment uh, viewing uh, over the next week. But uh, of course, a lot of Patriots fans uh, will have their minds and uh, eyes set on this Sunday because the Chicago Bears did not do the Patriots any favors, Evan, on Sunday night, losing to the Chiefs 26-3, the Patriots actually have to win this game against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, is that a fait accompli?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that this Dolphins team is improving in the margins, right? Their talent on the roster is still not anywhere close to what the Patriots have or most NFL teams have, but... They're a very good game plan team right now defensively. Josh McDaniels talking about that today on the conference call, all the different things that Brian Flores, carrying over a lot of it from the Patriots days, but a lot of things that he'll do up front with stunts and picks and stuff like that and different kind of blitz looks that they'll send out of man pressure and all sorts of things that they've been doing, doubling guys on the opposing team that are scary wide receivers that you're going to face. So I would expect to see... Plenty of double teams against Julian Edelman this coming week. This team is competing down in Miami. You know, you can talk about the roster talent, obviously, not being up to snuff. But they are competing hard for Brian Flores right now.
0: You know what? Uh, did you see Devontae Parker's line uh, on Sunday against the Bengals?
1: Yeah, and he they just paid him a big contract that I was really surprised to see that they did that. But obviously, they are seeing something down there that they like out of
0: Parker. Well, what's interesting to me about it, you know how many times he was targeted? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Five for 15. That's – how unusual is that?
1: Yeah, it's really unusual to see such a low catch rate but still see such great production. It would be interesting to see. I haven't completely studied that game yet, but it will be interesting to see how good he really was. You know, the 51-yarder accounts for about half of his production – so we'll see what that game really looked like for him. That could have been just a
0: high-volume game at the end of the day. I was uh, down in New Canaan enjoying the day with my kids and uh, my sister. And I look up, and it's uh, 35-12 to start the fourth quarter for the uh, Miami Dolphins. I'm like, oh, well, the Bengals are you know, locking up that uh, number one overall pick. And then I, I hear what happened in the final six minutes of that game. It was pretty hilarious. Did you see what happened?
1: I, I did not see what happened.
0: Okay, so the Bengals uh, score with six eleven to go, make it 35-19. Great. Then they get the ball uh, with about uh, three minutes to go in the game, and they score with 29 seconds left. So that makes it 37-25 because the two-point conversion uh, was good. They try an onside kick. Believe it or not, it worked. Uh, the Bengals got the ball back. And uh, the Bengals score with no time left on a 25-yarder uh, to Tyler Eifert. Um, and then Andy Dalton runs it in. The Bengals scored uh, 16 points in 29 seconds. Uh, the Dolphins would w- go on to win the game on a Sanders field goal. But it just goes, and I asked Belichick this on the Monday conference call, it really reminds everybody that no game is ever over.
1: Yeah, no game is ever over. I did see that Eifert scored what, in the closing seconds, right? You know, to end regulation essentially on a 25 yard touchdown. And, uh, you know, no game is ever over. And I think that the Patriots are a perfect example of that too. Cause how many times over the years have we seen the Patriots be the team that comes back in a situation like that? Exactly. Yeah, everybody points to 28 to three, which is the obvious one. But I uh, remember that game a few years ago against Cleveland where they were losing at home to the Browns. They are down 14 points. They score a touchdown. They recover onside an kick, and they score a touchdown again. You know, it's those things like that that the Patriots have always been able to do, and you got to play 60 full minutes against New England.
0: Okay, I think going into this game, a lot of people want to know how much is Tom Brady going to play. I think because the Chiefs won on Sunday night. I mean, this is going to be essentially they got to win the game. Uh, and you know, do their very best to put Miami away preferably early in this in this game, uh and wrap up that number two seed, so you would assume this is going to be a pretty straightforward game plan in terms of not really messing around with the roster too much, or maybe the Patriots have something else in mind,
1: yeah, I think that this game they'll play it pretty chalk because they do want to get that number two seed, but I also think similar to last year, they're going to want to build on what they did offensively in the Buffalo game. They're not going to want to take a step back or take a week off and kind of ruin some of that momentum that they have on the offensive side of the ball. They finally got some things going. They gave the Bills probably their best game of the year offensively for the Patriots, and the Bills defense probably had its worst game of the year just in terms of efficiency, yards per play, yards per drive, that kind of thing. They were driving the football on Buffalo, and if you take out a few little plays here and there, then we're going to definitely see the Patriots get to 30-plus points in that Game, the Burkhead fumble early on, the new missed block that led to the Harry getting shot, stopped short on fourth down. If you watch that play back, if new makes that block. Harry's got all a lot of room. He might actually score if he breaks the tackle there and goes up the sideline. So that those couple of plays really made the score only 24 points. But the Patriots are really able to move the football. And I, even though they want to keep everybody healthy, and that should be the number one kind of thing on the list of things to do on Sunday, I still think that they're going to want to continue some of this rhythm that they got going offensively.
0: Speaking with Evan Lazar of CLNS Media. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at E-Z-L-A-Z-A-R. Football playoff races are heating up into the final week, week number 17, and you can follow all of the action at betonline.ag as your favorite team makes their way to the end of the regular season. It's all about the playoffs and draft picks this weekend. Betonline.ag is there for you during all of the late-season drama Up-to-date information, including odds and lines, every spread, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. So before the next kickoff, head on over to betonline.ag and receive your 50% welcome bonus. And be sure to use our promo code CLNS50 and take advantage of our great offer today bring the game home with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back with Evan Lazar. Okay, you mentioned the receivers, and I had a chance to ask Bill Belichick on Monday about the job the young receivers, specifically uh, Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers, did uh, in filling in for uh, Julian Edelman when he came out of the game in the second half, and I think Bill went out of his way to praise the young kids for uh, really getting up to speed and and using their rookie season uh, to really uh, get up to speed and help Tom Brady out.
1: Yeah, Myers goes in there in the slot and he has a few big catches. He had that one big catch on the overad on off of play action, and they at least got something out of him. You know, obviously the stat line because he didn't play a ton is is not gaudy, but they at least got some production out of him when Edelman went out of the game but I think Harry is the one that you look at and you see okay this is a combination of a really talented first round pick starting to come into his own starting to feel more comfortable within the system and with the NFL game in general I don't know if it's so much about that he didn't know the playbook before or he didn't have trust with Tom Brady but He's a young receiver. He's playing in his kind of his first go around here in the NFL, obviously. It's going to take some time for him to come accustomed to the speed of the game and understand how guys are going to defend him and the physicality and that kind of nature of NFL football and that step up that it is from the college game. So he got those kind of mistakes out of the way early against Houston and he ramps it up now. And I think the other thing is along with him getting more comfortable, Josh McDaniels and the offensive staff are really discovering ways to best utilize him at this stage of his career. Now I think we all hope, that as his career kind of blossoms here, that he's going to become more of a threat down the field and it's not going to just be end arounds and little passes out of the backfield and uh, fade balls. You know, we'd hope that he would develop as a route runner so he could do more than just that. But they're giving him opportunities to make plays with the ball in his hands. They're giving him opportunities to succeed as a route runner as well and not asking him to run the technical routes that like a Julian Edelman would run. He runs a little hitch route on the sideline against uh, Buffalo, and then he breaks the first tackle, and he goes from second and 10 to third and manageable because he breaks that tackle. We saw what he did on the end around when Brady threw the block. We saw the little sweep play that they run when they motion him into the backfield and he picks up that third down conversion. So it's a kind of a marriage between the coaching staff, understanding, okay, this is X, Y, and Z. These are the three best things that Nikhil Harry does. Here's the best play designs that we can put in the playbook to let him shine. And it's Harry getting more comfortable with the NFL game. And those two things are starting to merge right now, which I think is really great for the Patriots. And even if he is kind of this souped up Cordell Patterson type player for them as a rookie this season, that's a massive kind of uh innovation or or addition to the offense that they didn't have before he got back on the field.
0: So do you realize Matthew Slater played two fewer snaps at wide receiver than Philip Dorsett's five snaps? What what's happened to Philip Dorsett?
1: It's a good question, and I think the biggest thing is is that they want Harry and they want Sanu to play. Sanu, they traded a second round pick for him. It's obviously not gone as planned so far, but they invested in him and they want to see him play. Then with Nikhil, you obviously have to get Nikhil on the field, too. He's your first-round pick, your stud rookie. You're going to want to get him looks and get him opportunity to shine. So you put those three on the field together. With Edelman, obviously, it's a new Harry. Edelman is your top three, and there just aren't a ton of snaps where the Patriots are going to play four wide receivers. I did it a couple of times against Buffalo they played 10 personnel with four wideouts but there's not going to be a ton of packages where that's going to be the case and that's really the only time that Philip Dorsett's going to have a chance to get on the field is if they go four wideouts or if they pull Harry or Sanu off the field which is not something that I think they should do and I clearly it's not something that they want to do either
0: you know what I'd like to see um they should be able to win this game without Julian Edelman rest him for two weeks and have Philip Dorsett play a little bit more on Sunday against the Dolphins and just give Edelman the week off. Do you think they're considering that?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think that they are, but So I think Myers can fill in in the slot pretty well for Edelman for a game. We saw him do it at times. Certainly that Giants game in the second half of that game, he played a really big role in that win along with Gunner, and he played in sparingly, obviously, against Buffalo, but he had those three catches for 25 yards and looked the part of playing in the slot. So if they wanted to go a full game with just Myers in the slot and you leave Edelman on the bench, then they could do that, and I think they could probably survive against Miami. But you also don't want to take too many chances with the number two seed. It's really the difference I think in a lot of these runs the Patriots have had. Having strong regular seasons, getting the bye week has been massive for them. And it's not so much I think there are a lot of talk about home field advantage and you know, getting that week off for rest for injured players, but it's also just one less game you have to play right. in the
0: postseason. Damn. And
1: that's such a huge part of it.
0: They have never made the Super Bowl, having to win three games. They came close in '06 when they had the twenty-one to six halftime, or twenty-one to twenty-one-six halftime lead at Indy, uh, and that would have been the first time. But they have never been able uh, to get to the Super Bowl when they've had to play in the first weekend.
1: Right, and I think that on top of it being an extra week of games, extra toll on the body, it's also just an o- another opportunity to lose a game. Right. And then you go into the second round of the playoffs, the divisional round of the playoffs after you play on wild card weekend. And you're probably going on the road to uh, to play that next game. You definitely are going on the road. So that's another element of it, too, is it's a road game in the divisional round. It's an extra game to get to the Super Bowl. And we've seen this kind of formula work so many times for the Patriots, where you got two games to win and then you get to the Super Bowl and it's just worked out so well for them.
0: Talking with Evan Lazar, doing a masterful job of covering the Patriots and the NFL for clnsmedia.com. Just about every man over the age of 25 has experienced some sort of erectile dysfunction issue, and for some, it's more than just occasional. Guys, now you can avoid the time and the embarrassment of going to the doctor and getting ED drugs like Viagra or Cialis just by calling Healthy Mail. HealthyMail.com has been around helping men discreetly for over 20 years and they've prescribed, believe it or not, this is a remarkable number, 3 million prescriptions online. There's no need to visit your local gas station and buy some phony snake oil treatment that has zero chance of making any difference. Most orders are shipped in a day with discreet packaging right to wherever you are, whether that's home, office, hotel, vacation destination, or believe it or not, even FedEx pickup location. And the best part, unlike most companies online, there's no subscription service that you have to cancel. HealthyMail.com will only ship your pills when you order them, and they will never automatically charge your card monthly. Right now, Healthy Mail is offering to my listeners you loyal patriots beat listeners. Twenty pills for forty nine dollars, and that includes a doctor's prescription and free shipping. Order online at www.healthymail.com, or you can still call 1-877-4 Viagra. That's one eight seven seven, the number four, and V I A G R A. Be sure to mention my offer code BEAT, B-E-A-T, to get the 20 pills for $49. Requests for medication are not guaranteed and must be approved by a U.S. licensed physician. So call 1-877-4-VIAGRA to see if you are eligible and avoid the doctor visits for your ED once and for all. Mention my offer code BE. At Back with Evan Lazar here on Patriots Beat, the Christmas Hanukkah episode as the Patriots get ready for their regular season finale, Week 17 this Sunday uh, at uh, Gillette Stadium, and Tom Brady's maintenance and and how the Patriots approach, approach this final weekend. Again, it was pretty much answered, I thought, Evan, by the uh, uh, Chiefs winning on Sunday night, but uh, any uh, effort by Belichick and Josh McDaniels to maybe monitor how much Brady throws the ball this week?
1: Well, I think that they would love to just run and pound the rock against Miami and run the ball 40 times similar to what they just did against Buffalo from a game plan perspective anyways. like I I really think that they would love to run the ball throughout the rest of the season here and really get back, and I asked McDaniels about this and, and he wouldn't, you know, you heard it, he wouldn't say that they were trying to do what they were doing at the end of last year, but their game plan against Buffalo, run the ball 35 times, implement jet motion and other types of pre-snap motion into the game plan to create misdirection, lean on play action, this sounds a lot like the end of 2018. And I think that that's going to be the offense going forward here. I think that Brady, he was second in the league, I believe, in pass attempts going into this week. That can't happen. I I don't think that that's the best way to for this offense to move the football. So, the one thing I will say about Brady in this game, though, against Miami, he is fantastic in-game, and this is obviously why he's never missed a game outside of one season due to injury. He's fantastic at protecting himself in these games. And he's going to go in there on Sunday, and he's going to realize that there are bigger fish to fry, and he's not going to stand in there and and take a beating. I I really don't believe that. Even if Miami comes after him, I think that they're going to find ways to get the ball out of his hands and avoid big hits as he always does so running the football and implementing this kind of strategy that we saw more towards the end of 2018 with Landon Roberts now playing the James Devlin role at fullback I think that that might be the offense for the duration of the season and then Brady is kind of going to give the game what it
0: needs when it needs it so you just uh, led me into my next question. Alandon is a very unselfish guy. We're not trying to get back to anything. We're trying to do what's best now. Josh McDaniels to the one and only Evan Lazar on Monday's conference call on the heavy use of uh, uh, still linebacker but now converted fullback Alandon Roberts. Whether the Patriots are trying to get back to last season. It was a great question you asked. On Monday, uh, Evan, about whether or not the Patriots uh, think that they can repeat what they did uh, in 2018 and really use smash-mouth football to advance in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that that, on many levels, is their best bet because, first of all, I think we can all agree with this in in some capacity. The running backs that they have on this roster and their backfield is probably the best position of skill group players that they have right? I mean, they have a three-headed monster there with Michelle White and Rex Burkhead, and we're not even getting Brandon Bolden and Damian Harris on the field yet. Damian Harris is obviously redshirting this season, pretty much, and we'll see him next year. But those three guys, Burkhead, White, and Michelle, Michelle obviously a fantastic between-the-tackles runner and a great kind of workhorse running back to lead the way on first and second down, and then you have the versatility and the ability to kind of interchangeable ability of Burkhead and White to be on the field together or to just do a bunch of different things with those two guys together on the field or separate on the field we saw Burkhead had a huge game in the passing game leading the team in receiving yards against the Bills so I think the biggest thing going forward is leaning on what they've built at the running back position which is a stable of running backs now they can run the football successfully like they did on Saturday they can implement some of the jet sweeps and some of the other misdirection plays with Harry and maybe Edelman once he gets close to to 100%, and then they're going to have a lot of different kind of misdirection and chaos caused for the defense as they try to account for those sweeps, and they also try to account for the guys out of the backfield. There were a number of big plays that came off of fake sweeps, where the receiver comes down the line like a fly motion or fly sweep, and Brady fakes the handoff to him, and he ends up actually throwing the ball elsewhere after the fake, the one to Rex Burkhead on the wheel right up the sideline. Sanu is the guy coming in motion, and Brady fakes it to him, and then throws it up to Burkhead for a huge gain, 31 yards. Then they throw a screen to Burkhead with a similar kind of action off the jet motion. So this kind of misdirection, play action, passing game—that's I think going to be a big part of this offense moving forward. And and the fullback I think is going to be a big part of this offense. It's funny because I talked to Alandon about a month ago. Right. I wrote about it. It, You can find it on the website about him transitioning to fullback and and things of that nature. And I asked him, you know, if they asked you to play 20, 25 snaps a game down the stretch, is that something that you would feel comfortable doing? And he told me that he didn't think it was realistic. And then he played 21 against the Bills on Saturday. So I think that they're going to look continue to look for him to have a major role because for whatever reason, whether it's schematic or just the personnel that they have over the last two years, when they go to that 21 personnel with the fullback leading the way from Michelle. And I think that's a big part of it. I think Michelle runs better with a fullback in front of him. That grouping, that pairing just kind of makes this offense tick to a different level than it does when they don't have a fullback on the field. You like um,
0: Landon Roberts, don't you? I can't, it- I, I couldn't tell.
1: He's you know, he's a really he's an interesting guy because he's got a great attitude and he's got a great kind of work ethic and, and a willingness to do this fullback routine, but also you you ask him about it and he's and he's not a fullback, right? You know, like he wants to make it clear that his future in the nfl is at linebacker it's not a fullback he's not going about this thinking that he's going to make any sort of position switch anytime soon but you drop a quote like he did after the game on uh on sunday night where he said he's gonna knock a mofo's face off whether he's on offense defense or special teams uh, that's going to be a favorite guy
0: of mine that's for sure so um uh before we move on to our final subject patriot defense uh, nobody does a better job than Evan Lazar on Twitter of breaking down film. You need people out there patriot beat uh patriots beat uh listeners to go and find evan's tweet from Monday morning of um pat's and uh, running their lead iso play and you know the tweet I'm talking about here evan yes. where he blows up uh, where alandon uh, Roberts blows up tremaine edwards it's just it's a great uh video. It's great video evidence of what you were saying that when Sony Michel has a tremendous uh lead block or full back influence in front of him he's a different looking running back.
1: Yeah, the iso play is a Devlin special. You know, that was the play that they ran time and time again at the end of last year with Devlin, and it's a great play because of what it does for the running back because they're going to fan out at the at the line of scrimmage, the left tackle, and the left guard on that specific play, Tooney, and win. They're going to kick out their guys, and they're going to basically create a parting of the seas, and they're going to have the linebacker, who's the player in the hole, is going to have a one-on-one with the fullback, and all the fullback has to do at that point is clear out that linebacker, and to see Atlanta take on Tremaine Edmonds, who's one of the more physical and gifted young linebackers in the NFL, and he took him on and he cleared him right out of that hole for Michelle. That was a great thing to see. Then after Alandon's block, Michelle breaks a tackle from Matt Milano, who's also a really good young linebacker for Buffalo, and it's called contact balance in, in the draft world. and The ability to run through contact and then stay balanced on your feet to be able to then create yards after you run through that tackle that's exactly what sony was able to do on that play he breaks the matt milano tackle but it doesn't cause him to go to the ground right away he's still able to stay on his feet and then turn on the jets and pick more yards up afterwards
0: All right, uh, let's move on to the defense. And the Patriots only blitzed Josh Allen 10 times on Saturday. But at the very most important part of the game, the Bills' last offensive snap on fourth down, they had a chance to uh, tie the game. Uh, And Andre Roberts was flashing open uh, in the end zone. But because the Patriots executed the blitz to perfection, uh, with Jamie Collins really breaking up the middle and getting in the face of Allen as he released the ball, he never had a chance to find Roberts
1: yeah you know it was a really great call and I think the greatest part about the call was was the communication and the awareness up front by Duran Harmon because on the play that blitz is designed with the defense thinking okay we got seven guys up at the line of scrimmage they have six into block with the five offensive linemen and then the back so the expectation usually for the defense on a play like that is that the back is going to stay in the pass protect to give the offense an extra second to get that ball off because otherwise they're going to have seven against five or six against five, which is what it ended up being. But this time the Bills leak the running back on a little vertical route out of the backfield instead of leaving him into the pat in the pass protection. And instead of blitzing, which is probably what Harmon's first instinct was to do on that play, he peels off and he takes the running back on the wheel route and he takes the wheel route out of the play. Allen looked immediately to the running back thinking that they got them on that blitz and that everybody was gonna come and there's gonna leave the running back wide open uncovered. It didn't happen because Harmon's instincts took him to the back. He popped out. He stayed in man coverage on the back, and they still had the six versus five up front. So you get the free run for Jamie Collins. So really, heads up play by Daron Harmon to see the back coming out of the backfield, and a really just a great call at the time of it. And you watch the play back again, and you, you if it wasn't Colby easily there then they might have been a little bit in a little bit more bigger you know trouble they had a guy like a Nikhil Harry jumping up in to catch that ball and that might end a different way but obviously it ended well for the Patriots
0: I know you're going to be able to catch maybe a one or two movies uh during the week before uh wrapping up the season uh with my regular season with Miami aren't you
1: oh yeah definitely I'm actually going to see Rise of Skywalker, and I'm very excited about it. I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so I'm uh, very much looking forward to going to see that tonight with uh, some of my family.
0: I am going to want a review of that when I see you on Sunday at Gillette.
1: You got it. I'm really looking forward to it. I think J.J. Abrams brought it. The second one in this new kind of iteration uh, was not so great. The Last Jedi was it really broke my childhood tracks because what they did to Luke Skywalker in that movie was just, it was yep. tough to watch. So I'm hoping for better things tonight.
0: All right. Uh, be sure to follow Evan for not just his Star Wars reviews, uh, but his uh, <laughs> one and only... um the Patriots Breakdown, the film breakdown, uh, is the best out there. And I'm not just saying that because I work with the guy. It's just tremendous work. Uh, follow him on Twitter at E-Z-L-A-Z-A-R. I want to thank our terrific guest, Evan Lazar, for joining me on Patriots Beat uh, Podcast, episode number 330. I want to wish everybody out there... Very happy holidays and a very prosperous 2020. We'll talk to you uh, when the new year, when the calendar turns to 2020. I also want to thank our terrific sponsors, BetOnline.ag and HealthyMail.com. For producer Mike Longi and the founder of the network, Nick Jelso, this is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriot Speed Podcast, powered by CLNS Media.